Hello, I'm Emily Hawthorne, Stratfor's Senior Middle East and North Africa Analyst at RAIN. This podcast is brought to you by Stratfor Worldview, RAIN's premier digital publication for objective geopolitical intelligence and analysis. Sign up for our free Stratfor newsletter at worldview.stratfor.com. Welcome to RAIN's Essential Geopolitics Podcast, powered by Stratfor. I'm Emily Donahue. Have you heard? Ransomware is everywhere. Hacking attacks are on the rise, and businesses and governments are struggling to stay out of the line of fire. A major ransomware attack that compromised as many as 1,500 businesses around the world was recently announced. What's going on? I reached out to Sam Lichtenstein, who is Stratfor's Director of Global Security Analysts at RAIN. Welcome back, Sam. Thanks, Emily. Glad to be here. So let's talk about this case. What happened? Walk us through which company was hit and the top lines. Sure. So it helps to take a step back and talk about the information technology environment and work backwards. So most businesses are too small to have a dedicated information technology department. Quite frankly, even some incredibly large companies don't have their own. So instead of having an in-house IT provider, what they do instead is they outsource this task to what are known as a managed service provider or an MSP. In turn, MSPs themselves are running a whole lot of different computers for different businesses, which means their own IT systems need outsourcing support. So they turn to other companies that are IT service providers like Casia. This was a U.S.-based company uh, in Miami, and essentially its software provides IT solutions to managed service providers, which in turn then provide their services to a whole range of businesses. And what you saw last weekend is that beginning on July 2nd, what appears to have occurred is that a routine or seemingly routine software update that was sent out from Casia's virtual system administrator service which facilitates ostensibly automatic updates and remote access tools for businesses to use. The problem was that this particular update contained malware that was implanted by what we now know to be the likely Russia-based ransomware group, Revil. Later in the day on July 2nd, Casilla announced the discovery of this potential security vulnerability and shut down its servers supporting the VSA Virtual System Administrator service. The problem was by that point, it was too late, and the supposedly beneficial update uh, that in other uh, times would have been used by Casilla's clients to make various patches or updates to their IT systems, instead this time contained the ransomware tool that Revil had implanted on it. And so once this update was sent out from Casilla to its own managed service providers, who then in turn were being used by other clients, once those managed service providers went down and were forced offline by the ransomware attack, a whole host of downstream businesses that relied on those managed service providers also had to shut down. So it's a really horrible case of proverbial dominoes falling one after the other. Sam, how does this attack compare to other recent ransomware attacks? Well, what we've seen in ransomware attacks recently has quite frankly been that one seems to be worse than the other uh, and that the number and type of targets is just growing exponentially. So the two most recent high-profile ransomware attacks, and I want to emphasize that because, to be candid, we don't always know when these occur. 
But at least the two most recent ones in the United States that have really made headlines have been the Colonial Pipeline and JBS Meat ransomware attacks. Both of these occurred in May. Uh, and what's different compared to what we saw this past weekend and that's ongoing with Casilla is that those previous ransomware attacks went after individual targets. Uh, in the first case of Colonial Pipeline, which oversaw pipeline infrastructure predominantly in the southeastern United States. And then secondly, JBS Meat, which oversaw uh, a variety of meat processing plants, not only in the United States, but globally. What's different here is that there was a ransomware attack that was being facilitated by one company unwittingly, in this case, Casilla, but was really intended to go after all of Casilla's downstream clients. And that's what makes it different from what we saw previously. On the flip side, another difference uh, that perhaps makes this slightly less concerning compared to what we saw, particularly with Colonial Pipeline, but also JBS Meets, is that at least ostensibly, Revil does not appear to have specifically targeted critical infrastructure providers. Colonial Pipeline and JBS Meets both provide services that are seen as critical infrastructure, in, the, in this case, one of pipelines and two of food production. Whereas Casilla provides behind-the-scenes IT services for a number of businesses, some of which could include, to be fair, critical infrastructure providers, but the attack doesn't seem to have targeted them. And in that sense, the attack may be slightly less threatening, at least in the immediate moment, uh, because whereas taking a service like Colonial Pipeline offline actually led to fuel shortages and had it gone on longer could have been far more impactful, in this case, the effects that we've seen from Casilla have certainly been annoying and disruptive, uh, but at least nothing we've seen so far that actually might involve the proverbial life and death of some people. Sam, as you said, it's a different kind of attack. Why is it such a big deal? Why should someone like me who's not running a major company care about this? Well, unfortunately, it's becoming clearer, I think, to most people that ransomware does have real-world implications. Uh, but if we needed any further evidence, the Casilla attack certainly shows why. Uh, the first reason, I would say, is that supply chain compromises, which is what this type of attack appears to have been, uh, that being one in which an attack occurs by targeting one vendor that's providing a supply to another, in this case, the VSA service that Casilla was providing to others. Uh, when you have one of these type of attacks, it's inherently indiscriminate. Anyone who is going to install the corrupted VSA update from Casilla is going to be affected, which means that, as we've seen already, possibly hundreds, if not thousands, of organizations uh, have been affected. This means that ransomware attackers can go after a whole much large number of organizations than they may if they target one specific one. And so if a particular business or other organization uh, is indiscriminately affected uh, and you're someone that relies on that service, it's very concerning for you. Uh, one thing we saw in particular, one of the hardest hit organizations uh, was a European grocery store chain, uh, which essentially had to close all of its outlets uh, for a few days and has been slowly getting them online. But you can imagine what would happen if multiple grocery store chains across multiple countries at the same time uh, were suddenly unable to conduct their business. That could actually lead to real world scary implications. Um, 
The second and perhaps even scarier observation I'd make uh, is that so far what we've seen with supply chain attacks that have gone after software providers like Casilla have targeted relatively small and obscure firms. Uh, Casilla was certainly used by a whole host of organizations, as is becoming clear, uh, but it wasn't one of the major suppliers that would say involved a vendor like Microsoft or Apple. Uh, I will, if you go back to last December when we saw the SolarWinds supply chain attack, this one being different from Casilla in that it was a Russian state-backed effort that was not a ransomware attack, but rather an intelligence operation. Uh, that also targeted a relatively small and obscure firm. And while it's become clear that hundreds of entities were again affected, you can really magnify and imagine the whole host of disruptions that would come from a supply chain compromise of a platform like Amazon or Google. So if you're an individual who is going about his or her daily life and all of a sudden you can't go to your grocery store or your gas station or really start to be concerned, say, your bank or even more concerningly, your hospital, because these places are suffering ransomware attacks that have taken their systems offline, all of a sudden, not only may you be facing a serious life disruption, uh, but in some cases, these could actually lead secondarily to lethal accidents or deliberate deaths. And that's where this really becomes concerning. Uh, ransomware groups ultimately are after money. Uh, they want to make sure that business is good, and they don't want to necessarily become seen as being completely evil. However, what's becoming clearer and clearer is that these groups are not necessarily taking account of the secondary implications of all their actions. And that inevitably what appears likely to happen at some point in the near future is that one of these attacks will be sufficiently compromising that it's going to have a life or death implication uh, for individuals around the world. Sam Lichtenstein is Stratfor Director of Global Security Analysts at Rain. Thank you, Sam. Thanks so much, Emily. Stay informed with regular updates from our expert analysts. Sign up today for the free Stratfor Worldview newsletter from Rain. Go to worldview.stratfor.com. That's worldview.stratfor.com. I'm Emily Donahue. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.